to wind us. Try to hide. They're coming. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Bam Badass Midnight Movies. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Jeff. And on the other side is my buddy Mike. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Oh, we are finally doing this one. Yeah, this movie is rad. It, like, it's in one no, word. No, we've, we've already done rad. That's in the archives. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Check that one out. <laughs> but, uh, like, <laughs> I freaking like it. The joy of doing this film. I know, Jones, you're more happier than I am. But Dude, I, this has been on my list for, I think we had to push it off last year. Because this is, like, this is one of those, another one of those ones that's been on our list. But we, like, pushed it back for reasons. I know if you listen to, like, past podcasts or, we or anything we do, we've mentioned this movie in like just a bot like in just like a through line like it's hey man what do you think of 30 days of light oh remember that one scene in 30 days of night like this movie has been referenced quite a bit oh, yeah. we're finally doing 30 days of night so um jones before we start this epicness of the film tell me how happy you are we're watching like i said man so it's to me this is this is the thing that this is the movie that cleared our fucking collective palettes after the sparkle vampires all right after the the romantic vampires and don't get me wrong when i say this i say this as an Anne rice fan all right even her take on vampires was not the monsters they were they, they were they were characters and they were people you cared about so as i say that just this is the return to the vampire monster you know, we had blade we had like i said we had blade interview with the vampire through the 90s we had twilight through the early two aughts you know we had like vampires with conscience and with character this is the monster vampire we're getting back again and this like stoked like that just that love um i don't even think and i don't, I don't think we've had one since because if you even think no, I mean, this is a no, no, 2007 is i think this is still around the time i think we were still getting the underworld stuff and again showing the vampires as something more something romantic there you know when you look at the original tales and the stories and the original novels not just not just bram stoker but you look back at you know uh the vampire uh, the uh, varney the vampire and you look back at um god i'm trying to remember her name um she was a, a female vampire and where she like soaked in the blood mm. of virgins you go back Ooh. to the original stories like i i did a thesis on on the vampire lores so so um but yeah, you look back, they were monsters. And then, of course, you know, like I said, we, we got back and made them romantic and sparkly. And 
and even uh, we made the, we made them action heroes too. Action, uh, action action heroes, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I was watching un, uh, Dracula Untold last night before I passed out. I'm like, oh, here's another version of, of mm-hmm. like a vampire, but he's an action hero now. Yeah, again, like I said, they took away the the fear and the scare that we that you know basically that that we had as humans as as, as human beings. We had a guttural reaction to vampires as monsters and. Yeah, these are savages. These yeah. are beasts that, like, they will murder you and drink your blood. That's it. There's no human. There's no more human in them. Yeah. I'm actually reading. Uh, started reading. I finished the first novel. There's a bunch of like either small novels, but it's a, a series uh, called the, uh, the the world's oldest vampire, and it basically follows this caveman. And very, very, and almost like reminds me of a movie we already did was uh, the Man from Earth, where you know he's a you know he was a caveman and continued to live. Well, this guy was a caveman and was became a vampire, and he's still alive. But it kind of reminded me of that of, you know, he was this monster and is this monster, and he still sees himself as this thing. By the way, Dracula Untold totally stole that because there is a vampire that lives in a cave in Dracula Untold. Funny that you kind of like that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a kind of... But, that, but like, again, I mean, just... Again, that's just as, that's why I'm saying it's just a re, re, reimagining... Or not reimagining, just, like, getting us back into the scary vampires and the, and the ones that you w- don't want to be running into. You know, you're okay running into Lestat and Louis and... You know, you know, uh, one of the Collins, you know, but uh, this one, these, no, no, you don't want to want, yeah, you don't <laughs> want to meet these guys in a dark alley because uh, it would definitely not go your way. So, any hooter, as my friend Marie would say, we're going to cue this one up. And um, I got zero, 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 and any streaming services, I'm sure you could look for it if you have half a brain. So, anyway, we're going to go on three, two, one, press play. Even like the beginning music, and it fades into kind of that gray color right now. Mm-hmm. It just shows you, like, man, this is a different type of vampire movie than you've seen in a while. The music's desolate. Like the color palette in this film is just with like grays and reds, and it's a bleak movie. Now, it's funny as this was originally done. As as a movie, he, the the writer shopped it around, and uh, no takers, nobody wanted it. And finally, the guy, the the, the writer, um, Steve Steve Niles, they he just said, you know what, screw this, I'm gonna I'm gonna release it as a graphic novel. He he tweaked the story a little bit, released it as a graphic novel, and then guess who came back knocking? The movie Same the right? movie companies that turned him down. They're like, well, hold on a second. Mm. Let's let's do this. So it became, you know, it almost was like the, uh, like we we hear about comic book movies, you know, becoming, you know, or comic books becoming movies nowadays. This was sort of this weird kind of like twist that it started as a movie, went away, and then came back. Uh, I mean, so much to the point that we we got two sequels off of this. Uh, yeah. We have a kind of forgettable, though. I mean, uh, the, fir- the, the second one takes place after the first one. I or the, the third sequel I have not seen yet. Neither supposedly, have I. I, yeah, I me either. I found it out today. It's called <laughs> Blood Trails. Um, and it supposedly takes place a few days before this happens. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm not going to give it a uh until I watch it. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, you already got it. You already made your mind up. You're like, yeah. I, I, I can hear you. You sound like again. You, you to, to quote Marie. Uh, you sound like Marie when she's like, eh. Yeah, but Marie will consistently talk about it for like an hour. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just over it quick. 
So, but yeah, no, so we're going to, I'm, I'm going to check that out. It's on uh, fearnet.com. So it came out in like 2007. I didn't realize it was like, like it was pretty. Pretty fast. Okay. Or 2017, sorry. Oh, so it's a couple years ago then. Yeah. Shit. So I take it that ship that we saw at the beginning that's kind of trapped in the ice, that's where they... That's we how they assume land. so, but again, maybe that's where we address it in the prequel, that we maybe see where they come from. Because there are a few like unanswered questions. You know, where that's did the they come from? You know, Great setting, by the way, if you live in Alaska or anything about Alaska. There is this thing called 30 Days of Night. So it's a nice little backdrop to have the vampires swoop in. Wouldn't be as menacing if it was in the daylight. For you Arrow fans out there, if you don't recognize that cop next to Josh Hart, that's Manu Bennett. Manu Bennett was in uh, Tales of Something, Something, I know that, or Chronicles, I don't know. And he played a good old Deathstroke on Arrow, which I thought he did a pretty awesome job at. And also a TV series uh, of Spartacus and then uh, Shania Chronicles. That's the one I was thinking of, the Shania Trails, yeah, he, he did that one. All the iterations of Deathstroke I thought have been pretty spot on so far. But his being more... Actually, him and S.M. Morales are probably tied with most... Actually, S.M. Morales did a good job as well. That was more comic book Deathstroke. A lot of this film was shot in New Zealand. I didn't know that. On a soundstage. These fakes know there. I really thought this was Alaska. It's, huh. you gotta realize, you gotta realize, like, New Zealand, you know, it's the, 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 the new Hollywood. And I don't think you really have the, the, the place to do all this kind of shooting mm. in Alaska. I really thought it was Alaska. That's crazy. It's just freaking New Zealand. This is Josh Hartnett's uh, second movie, actually, with a, uh, a, a title of a uh, number of days in it. He also did uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. 
back in uh, uh, 2002. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the chick. Okay, that's yeah. right. That was a rom-com in... Um... Yeah, this is after his time on uh, on Sin City. Uh, the Black Dahlia had already come out a few years before this. And he kind of disappeared for a while, and then he um, he popped up in Penny Dreadful, which he was pretty good in, too. Kind of weird he doesn't do more stuff. He was actually up um, and offered the role for Clark Kent Superman during uh, for the Brent uh, Ratner movie and kept turning it down. He just didn't want to be because you know, originally you know, they were thinking of a long term and they, they didn't he didn't want to sign up for a commitment for for 10 years. It's too bad. He could have done it. I could see him. That's what these are. It's a little inkling of what uh, what's to come. Yeah, he was busy with Penny Dreadful for a while. I mean, he had a he's been busy. I mean, it's but it's nothing any... like nothing like huge movies that you would you know look at. So indie stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, girl walks into a bar, stuck between stations. The lovers. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of. But hey, you know what? When you make when you start off like with a movie, you know, I mean, you gotta realize, I mean, he started off with the faculty, uh, something we were talking about the, the last show we watched, Halloween, Halloween H two O, Virgin Suicide, Black Hawk Down. I mean, you start your career off with those, Black uh, Pearl Harbor, the big films. You can cut. Yeah, he's got probably he's got get the money put away, so he can choose what he wants. I mean, those are those are going to be your actors that are that are happy and that you're going to see like years down the road that they're going to show up. You're like, oh my god, I haven't seen them in a while. Like this guy right here, Mark Boone Jr. And he's been in tons oh, of yeah. stuff, tons. Yeah, uh, TV and film. Like I, oh, yeah. he was uh, Lieutenant Flask in Batman Begins. He was one of the bikers in Sons of Anarchy. He's done just so much stuff. I mean, dude, that's just two. Is also in the 2009 Hollywood, Halloween 2. Oh, okay. Still doing stuff. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. He's yeah. He's uh been been busy. How would you like living there? That'd be fun. Boom. Oh, would be fun. Yeah, you don't want to run in a tractor like that.
Uh-oh. Another thing I like most of the time when you're going into nighttime, it just kind of like happens in the next scene. This one, they're like gradually going through the night. And we started off with sunlight. Yeah. Then it's sundown. And eventually we're going to get to, to night. So I like how that the skyline is playing like a character in here. When I first watched this, I didn't know, I didn't know who this actress was. And I just, I kept, looking at her and she reminded me of a real like a younger Mary McCormick uh, uh mm. Howard Stern's wife in private parts oh yeah yeah okay like uh, she was in deep impact uh mystery Alaska yeah she looks like the the eyes the lips she just looked like a really young she's on uh, I think she's on NCIS now as well hmm but, you know, when I saw her, I was like, because I didn't know who the actress was, you know, I hadn't really seen her in anything. And uh, but, yeah, it's Melissa George is who the actress is. And not I mean, there's she's kind of busy, but not 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 really um, dark. City. She's still in NCIS. Uh, the, her, uh, yeah, Mary is. Yeah, I think it's Mary. Still okay. is. I haven't I haven't watched many of the uh, newer episodes or seasons. Uh, but uh, Melissa, the, the actress here, she was in Dark City. She was in Mulholland Drive, Amityville Horror. One of my favorite Stark City. Good one. But she's got a lot of like one off episodes and a lot of shows. But uh but yeah, that's her. Yeah, it's a good thing John Wick is not in this movie. There was hell to pay. Don't mess around. They killed the dog in this film. All of them. Oh, ben Foster's here? Huh. Gotta be one of her early flicks, too. Now, most of this wasn't shot uh, at night, actually. It was mostly during the day, and they used the, like, where they decolorize. Oh, okay. Which, which is actually really good when you look at this, because I've seen really movies good. where, like, well, I've seen movies at night, you know, they're, they're taking place at night, and you know it was during the day. Like yeah, this one you can't even see it. Yeah. 
Like the the way they they did the coloration on this was like spot on. Now, I think throughout the film, they mention what's going on between them, why they're fighting. Yeah, you you eventually find out what's yeah. what's going on, because, I mean, you, you, you're you going to have those moments. Yeah, well, those... you got to have those little anime moments, like a backstory. Like, I want to know what happened. Why are they fighting? Now it is kind of funny. the The director for this mm-hmm. is uh, da- David Slade. Um, in the movie he did directly after this is a movie we've mentioned or a movie series. His very next movie after this was Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, uh, he is known for doing a lot, a lot of music videos. Um, System of the Down, Tori Amos, Muse. He's done a ton of Muse. Uh, P.O.D., Seriophonics, Stone Temple Pilots, Sour Girl, if you remember that, if you remember that video. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah that was that, like a very yeah. black, that was a black and white video. Yep. EMF, Bleed You Dry, Apex Twins. He has done, and I mean, I'm just brushing the, just the slightest bit of that. Uh, a lot of, uh, he was in, did American Gods. He did the first three episodes of American Gods. Uh, black Mirror, he did, uh, Two episodes of Black Mirror, one for Metalhead and one for Bandersnatch. Oh, I don't remember those. Those are later uh, later seasons. Uh, yeah, Motor- Metalhead is uh, season four, episode five. But again, he's been around, done quite a bit. You know who was originally supposed to direct this, though? Uh, Raimi, yes, right? Yes, yep, yep, and he backed off and let Slay take over. Uh, and basically, Raimi just you know took over the uh, you know producer position on it. Man, it's so good when you have like the snow howling like that. It's almost like the vampires are howling. I'm not sure if that bleeds in later. I think it does. You got vampires in the loose. It's dark, and you're setting it in the snow. Terrifying. Oof.
that's the first time you kind of see that these ain't your normal vampires. There's freaking savages. Dude, Ben Foster, man, he's another one. Like, everything I see him in, he's good. Even in that awful X-Men movie, Last Stand, where he played Angel, he was good as Angel. A 310 to Yuma, he was really good in, too. Those are a couple of Benny Foster films. Ben, not Benny. You know him that way, man? That's, that's cool. All right. <laughs> I was, I, I, for some reason, I had Benny Hill in my head. Mm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So it's funny when you watch this, you don't think of Xena or Hercules, do you? No, those are the last things that were thought of my mind. Again, we have Sam Raimi. He was known for producing and and you know being part of the the Xena and the Hercules world. Of course, Evil Dead. You said when the, the the cheese factor there. The other producer that was on here, he was a co-creator of the Xena, the Warrior Princess. You have. Oh, a couple of the actors that are on here were on Xena and Hercules. Manu Bennett, he was on Hercules, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, um, and and you also you also have a, a, a Joel uh, Tobek, who's up, who plays Doug on this one. He he was on Evil Dead. He played the ball on Evil Dead. He was in Sons of Anarchy it, again. Young young Hercules, Legendary Journey, also Warrior Princess. Oh, that's right. Uh, Topek, he was one of the gods. He was, he was Apollo. Uh, okay. No, not 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 on those. No, he was he was a god. He was uh, the god on uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. He was he was Ball. Oh, he wasn't on um, Hercules Legendary. I don't think he was. Well, he, he was, was he? but I don't know. I don't know who he played. I, didn't I think he was Apollo. That was Apollo. Yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, because I remember that. Like in the, in the young Hercules scene, he was like. It was the the younger Hercules, and they were facing off on some kind of race. Who's faster? No, he was a uh, uh, strife. Strife and Demos. Demos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Demos. Okay. He's yeah. he's like a, a demigod, I think. Yeah. Those are fun shows. We all talking to Melissa. We should do like a rewatch of one of those. Both shows were good. Like the, the, the CGI was cheesy, but I thought it was, you know, okay. It, for its time. On it was okay. On, for its time on TV. No, it was, you know, it wasn't that cheesy. I mean, you got to realize, that, you know, for the, the time frame you're looking at and being a TV show slash movie, because it originally started off as uh, movies. I mean, it had some tongue-cheeky moments in comedy, but, like, it had some, like, serious stories. Oh, yeah, no, no, probably, my, probably one of my favorite ones is when they went to the future and they were sitting in the writing room. Oh, yeah. That, that and, was they all, and they all went to the bathroom and they all, all were singing the, the, the theme to Hercules while they are taking a pee. And like Kevin, so yeah, we gotta, we gotta, like Bruce, I think Bruce Campbell's in that episode. Like, hey, maybe mm -hmm. we gotta approach Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. And Xena did a couple of those episodes too, where it was like, yeah, it was like in the real world. Yeah, when you get a show going on long enough, they they break the fourth wall a little bit and have a little fun. Uh, Stargate's They're done. Stargate's to. done that before. There was a, I think there was an episode. Sam and Sam and Jack were in an elevator. They were riding up, and she's humming the the theme song to to Stargate. I think every <laughs> series that goes on beyond five seasons, oh yeah, you get to the point where you're safe. Yeah, you can do episodes like that. You can get away with it.
Hey, man, they're horny bastards in Alaska. I mean, even when you look at Stargate, the very first episode, they they crack a joke about MacGyver. Like in the in the episode where they're all meeting, oh, really? yeah, and she's and they're talking about the Stargate, and, and he's like, "Well, though, you know, they had this dialing thing." She's like, "Yeah, it took us about three years, but we finally MacGyvered this this dialing dialing device." Nice, and he just nice. paused, like, "Really?" Did he give a smile? Or <laughs> he just kind of like, didn't give a smile. Just like the camera went to him and just paused for a second. There's even a blooper reel. I think it's like season two, three or four where they get stuck in this ice planet, what they think is an ice planet. And they have to chip away at the dial home device because it's frozen over. And there's a blooper where she starts ripping on him. She's like, she's like, oh my god, well, I'm stuck here with you. You used to be MacGyver, Mister McGadget. Now you're Mister McUseless. Wow. <laughs> Dude, why wasn't that guy running? Moron. Well, sometimes fear takes over, and you just ain't gonna yeah, move. My, if my fear kicks in, I'm running. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Oh, I do. I'm like. So the composer for this is Brian Ritzel. Um, goodness, I mean, talk about a nice nice track record. You've got The Virgin Suicides, Lost in Translation, Friday Night Lights. Um, this one, Shrink. Actually, some video games. Did uh, Red Faction, Hannibal, American Gods, Black Mirror. Guy's pretty good. Used to play uh, drums in a uh, L.A. punk band called Red Cross. Wow, I didn't Red Cross. Yeah, that's like a '70s punk band. Oh. Kind of like uh, what was it? UFO. It's kind of like a band like that. UFO. Every time I hear like UFO or is it LMO, I don't know. It's one of uh, Kirk Hammett's, one of his favorite bands from the '70s. Some kind of they're called UFO or something. Man, this granny looks like the same granny that was in Legion, the one that kind of freaked out one on the ceiling. That was weird. <laughs> did you hear that in your in your ear? I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> it was him. <laughs> I had to turn around for a second. That was weird. <laughs> oh, whoa! Whew. It is October, so. Man. Well, the vamps are smart too. They take out the electricity. They ain't dumb.
So the town that they're basing this off of, Barrow, Alaska, actually is worse. They don't have sun for 67 days most most of the time. Shit. Yeah, 30 days is nothing. So I'm not sure why they limited that. They could have they really drugged this out and, like, really made it fun to, or, like, you know, just seen them more and more just stretched out and, 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 and worn out and just trying like, to survive yeah, for 67 days. 30 yeah. is a big difference. Yeah. I mean, 30, I mean, great, great. A 30 days is a long ass fucking time, but yeah, they could have done, you know, had like clips and, and had it toward, you know, Hey, you know, a week later, two weeks later, something like that. Mm. A month. Yeah. Month and four days. Like really felt the isolation more and more. I think if they would have gone that route. I freaking decapitated him. So I guess according to the comic, I'm just reading a little excerpt here. There was supposed to be like another vampire chasing like this group of vampires. No, there it is. The leader, Vincent, that's in here. Yeah. yeah. They they sort of like kind of like negated it. But yeah, basically, yeah, Vincent was supposed to be hunting them to try to stop them. So that way they won't, you know. Reveal themselves. Yeah, reveal themselves. Yeah, that's. Again, you're making... And if you listen closely enough, at one of these deaths, you will hear the Wilhelm scream. Not there. No, no. Uh, there's a scene where I, get, I think where somebody, one of the one of the people, hit like a wall or or a shed, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to you're supposed supposedly hearing the, the you'll hear the Wilhelm scream going on. Have to look out for that. Are they playing sorry? I don't know if it's sorry or risk. I can't tell. Uh, looks like sorry. Oh, it could be risk too. They have the same type of game pieces.
Damn, I've been shot on. Man, those screams are terrifying. Yeah, they really don't talk about like the special effects, like as far as like like you're just talking about the sound effects. Mm. That scream, I mean, I, Jesus. I mean, these effects are more practical anyway, and most of the shots shot. At yeah, I mean, you don't have anything like overly special. Yeah, you got blood. Yeah. You, honestly, well, probably, probably your biggest special effects is your blood and your snow. I mean, because yeah. yeah. it's because, like you said, you know, a lot of this is filmed in, in a studio. So they do have which man like that threw me off. I, I had no idea this was a studio. I thought it was actually in Alaska. See, what I like about horror movies is I like the dread. Like, before, like, the actual, like, the horror stuff you see like this, yes, that's the after effects. But, like, the stuff leading up to it is my favorite part. It's like this. Nothing's really happening right now. You see the blood. They just had a little chase scene. Well, they're going to discover stuff right here. But, like, the build to it, and if you have, like, the right music, 
and the right actors there, dude, it just adds a lot. Uh, who do you think they took, dude? What do you think? So this is supposed to be the Renfield character. I don't know if you could, if he's catching the connection, but you know, because he's the one that is you know giving. You know, yeah, well, I kind of noticed that when he was saying like the beginning that he escaped and. He had done things for them, so I kind of assume he was like a handler bringing them food. Yeah, people. So yeah, like I said, yeah, the, he was the the Renfield. Which, by the way, that comes out next year, man. I'm looking forward to it. I don't Renfield know. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I know you're not into it because you didn't you didn't like the way Nick Cage looked at Dracula, but I don't know. I'm gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not did, did I say I'm not gonna see it? I'm gonna see it. I'm no, just I like I'm not, like, it, I'm not excited about it. I think this is the first movie I like. I really noticed Danny Houston. Danny Houston. Yeah, Same I think here. this is like I don't. I I mean I've seen. I know he's been in other things like you know Robin Hood and and Hitchcock, but I just this is like the first one I think I've really like noticed him in. He was uh, William Stryker in the X Men Origins Wolverine movie. Yeah, which I thought he was pretty good as. We've had actually three good William Strikers. I love the fact that we got to see him. Uh, I think it was a uh, uh, Dan Danny something or other in uh, in the uh, first two seasons of uh, Yellowstone. Amazing job in that. Um, three episodes in, I haven't. I'm off and on with Yellowstone, and I gotta say, it's it's a little slow so far for me. A little slow. Why does this guy look like Dave Matthews? Because he sort of looks like Dave Matthews. Now you're going to get a close-up view how powerful these vampires are. They create an entirely different language for them in this film. Uh, I think a couple linguists they were hired by yeah. this film. So it's not a known language of any sort. I mean, it's based on some, like, a little bit of Arabic. and. But Well, you show that they, these creatures are long-lived and that they have their own you know, society, basically. Mm -hmm. This is the fucking creepiest part. Oh, yeah. That's scream, man. Ew. Chilling, chilling. 
you know, I was thinking about like if you make, I don't know, for some reason I had film franchises in my head, and I was thinking if you can combine a couple franchises that could fit in each other's world in the horror world venue, which ones would you combine? And I was thinking 30 Days of Night, and ironically, another film with a number title in it, 28 Days Later. I could see them living in the same world. This is a weird little shot, like the over-the-head shot. That's really cool. Just the all this, all this chaos done in done in one take. Yeah. Just going over it. And it's a small little town, so you can get away with that. Again, it's a night. It's not a town. Remember, they're just being shot in a studio. So it just it's, it just looks like it's filmed outside. I don't know. It's still I still can't get over it. It was filmed in the studio. Well, they want to eat you. Again, you get that dread. Now, the actor he was just uh, speaking to, that character, that's Nathan Lees. He's been in Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolution, Lord of the Rings Two Towers, Young Hercules as well. Another, another uh, yeah, alum from, yeah. yeah, from the uh, He was he was a uh, Chiron, the the centaur. Wow, it's been in Lost <laughs> World. I mean, he has had quite a uh, quite a little interesting career. He's got some credits under his belt. Oh. You know, when you look at their fangs, too, the way they kind of, like, they don't, like, go out there just, like, all teeth. You know, some vampires have, like, you know, like two in the bottom, two in the top, two in the bottom. These ones are fully teethed and the way they kind of move in and out. Very alien-like. Yeah. And there's a, another connection with uh, Nathan Lee's that we were talking about from a uh, prior movie. A movie we literally, we just, we just did last week. 
Um, remember, we were to- referring to uh, Anna Hutchinson with be- being part of the uh, the Jungle Fury Power Rangers. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nathan Lee's was actually a Master Mayo of one of their allies in that series as well so oh my god i think i remember so, that. so somehow somehow we have a connection of uh power rangers and uh this, uh, power rangers and this year <laughs> i think that's our, i think that's our most connection right now coming soon the bam the power rangers we don't know which film <laughs> if we speak it enough it'll come into existence A couple of horror films do take place in kind of like frozen areas that are kind of isolated. You have this one, The Thing, of course. I think a movie called Dreamcatcher, that was another one. Um, so you had a couple films that kind of took place. Well, it's it's the isolation. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you know, that's, you know, the biggest fear in this one is, you know, they're, they're, there's just these things that are after them. They don't know what they are or anything like that. And then you're even feeling more isolated than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, they they take that, you know, especially uh, especially when you look at um, any of your classic horror movies, you know, your Michael Myers, your Jasons, they're isolated at a camp with no no outside communications. Some of these wouldn't work nowadays unless you had cell, you know, cell phone services out. I mean, that's that's why some of, you know, some of the these great standard tropes that really delve into the human psyche of being alone. You know, don't really work in today's society because, well, just call somebody. Yeah. You know, nowadays, you know, a cell tower has to go out or something has to go on. Uh, look around the attic. There will be a portrait on around there, and that is of Steve Niles, the actual writer of the uh, graphic novel. He uh, he made his way into the movie somehow. Mm. But yeah, in the attic there, he's on a portrait somewhere. I don't know if it's on the wall or if it's just like sitting on the floor like normal attics. Feeling of dread, man.
And the way they move, too. It's just so creepy. Oh, yeah, very predator-esque. You know? Yeah. It's just subtle. creepy I already feel man and the, and the design of the nails too look at that Jesus going You know, I was trying to bring up, or actually, sorry, I think you were mentioning earlier, like, how there hasn't been many vampire movies like this in a while. I was trying to think, because I watched um, also Fright Night last night, the, the remake with Colin Farrell, which is really good if you haven't watched it. And that was a pretty terrifying vampire movie. He was, like, sort of charming, but still, he was a monster, like kind of these guys were. And I can't really think of one. As far as, like, vampires or just monsters? Like, kind of like savages like savage vampires like this i can't think of anything i can i mean most recently there is one um the he was um uh, well i mean it's a series it was it was a movie or not movie sorry it was a television series it ran for three seasons the strain oh okay you want to wow. talk i mean that's that's right Granted, a different take on vampires, but still a vampire movie. Um, okay, well done. Yeah, I forgot about that one. But yeah, other than that, you know, not really. There's there haven't been. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, you. you you had your Fright Night. You had, um, oh, what else did you have in the 80s and early 90s? I mean, you had some really you know, scary vampire ones that, you know, you were scared of that, of the creature. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wasn't until, like I said, you know, I'm getting home, but, you know, I, I, I'm right along with it. You know, I, the, the blame of a uh, interview with a vampire. Yeah. Which I mentioned that it's funny because I just finished watching the first four episodes of it. It's phenomenal. Like, really better than I thought. Like, okay, this makes sense. Why he's Creole makes sense. Um, had a little bit of issue with the uh, the girl character, but um, 
she's kind of grown on me. Um, Louis' family is interesting. So I kind of like it. And the guy who plays the stats phenomenal. So good. Yeah, Sam Reed does a really good job. Oh, like I said, like right. I said there, there, there are a few changes that happen. And, and uh, again, I'm, the only one I'm still like questioning on, and I, oh, yeah. I said it was just his, you know, his age or the time this took place, you know, as being in the 1900s was, you know, that he could be a businessman, a black businessman. Yeah, that That's was. That's the only thing. Um, Claudia, I'm okay. I'm, I'm sort of coming to terms with that at first. Like the first part of that, you want to talk about an emotional roller coaster for me. That for, that last episode, episode four, that was an up and down thing for me at first. I was like, okay, she's there. I didn't like her at first, but then how they they took it from a child's point of view to a a teenager's Dull. point of view, yeah, running I, through the hormones and 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 you know flirting and like but then realizing you can't do those things i mean granted i can see from the point of view of a, of a child not being able to ever grow up but at the same time here's this girl eventually a woman stuck in these pre you know these teen preteen you know body with these mm-hmm. weird hormones and not not knowing what to do with them so Yeah, that's like, like I said. Like, it, it took me a while, and I love the fact that, they, like, in the last episode, they broke away from Louis telling the story and it coming from her point of view. You know that that the yeah, whole the reading, yeah, that whole reading yeah. of the diaries put added a whole nother level, oh, and, and it's sort of not that far off because in the book series, her diaries are found. Like, it is a nice nod to the novel of novelizations. Is that you know years later they did find her diaries, and that's why when he somebody asked you know or, you know Daniel asked, he's like, "Well, where'd you find these?" He goes. That's another, you know, that's a, that, that we, you know, there's another story there. Because actually, in the books, she becomes a ghost and starts haunting locations in New Orleans. Oh, really? Yeah, not not they don't interact, but they, oh, they, okay. but, they but they hear about this child haunting places they used to live. So it's, yeah, it's like like I said. Hmm. Everything they're doing, they, they're touching bases on the books all over the place. It's just how they are doing it. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm digging how they're doing it. They're they're taking the same information and just instead of just regurgitating it beat for beat, they're doing little things here and there. Like the the uh, I think it was the first episode or second episode where Lestat sort of has this conversation about his family and how he oh, was, how yeah. actually it was actually it was the first episode where he's talking about how he was a he he he, he wanted he wanted to be a preacher. A priest and how he wants. Oh to yeah, he's talking about his like his, his religion. That yeah. really happens in the book that he goes away to be become a preacher and his brother and his father drag him back. This is a horrific yeah. scene right here. Watching that's, that's why I'm very interested to see if they're going to follow through and bring his mother into the into it in, in the next season. Because I think they're going to end the book this season as much as much as they have left to tell. They're really close to the end of the book. So that's why you know your question is always about the queen. I they might do it because they're they're signed up for I think th- three seasons now. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty I'm thinking next season will be will be Lestat's story, and then I don't know if they'll do the queen. I don't. Yeah, that's again that's they they can. I think go, the queen will be like the lead up to what that Mayfield witches are going to do. I think. Well, the Mayfair witches it's Mayfair, not Mayfield. It's May- Mayfair. May- it's Mayfair's. Yeah. They're they're starting in January, so that's going to be out really quick. So, but again, she, they don't. They don't. You, they, there's not a connection between her, other than the fact that the that there are witches in both worlds. 
the queen and the, the queen and the Mayfair witches don't have a meeting at any point. Lestat and Rowan, who's the head of the Mayfair family, do. Ah. Uh-huh. So, but again, that's a lot of books in. That's why you kept bringing up the queen. I was like, yeah, it's like the queen's a speed bump in this story. All right. Just because it was just, I know it's in your head because that was the only movie that, that they really had. Mm-hmm. And it, and they made such a big production about it. But yeah, it's no, she's literally a speed bump in this story. Hmm. Oh, man. Got you. See, now this is something I don't know if they like addressed is, you know, I don't, you know, it's that of them turning. Yeah, that kind of came like out of this is like the first time we've seen like, because to me, I thought they were just feeding on them. Yeah, like this was like the first time I won't actually turn. And I was like, wait a minute. And he was speaking his same English. He wasn't speaking in tongues yet. Well, just because you turn into something doesn't mean you just forget English. Well, I didn't know. Like, I thought right away they would lose their sense of speech and and start speaking a foreign language they've never spoke before. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I literally I just thought that. I don't know why. <laughs> like all of a sudden they lose their ability to speak and then they get like another language. Something about blood on snow. So they are turning them. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I mean, we we see that, I but mean, it's but it's like one of those things that sort of what's it wasn't quite addressed, you know? Yeah, that's.
All right, we got to have the stubborn old man. He's like, I can fight him. He's going out of his mind. You know, at this point, he's kind of suffering from like a dementia and he's heartbroken at the same time. So he's going insane. Oh, yeah. You got I me. Mean, you're getting you're getting your fear. You don't you're scared. You're isolated with these people. And he probably yeah, cut, he probably you. he probably just cut one when he was up there. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you just had to be a nasty one, too. Like they've been up there for a while. <laughs> I saw this video <laughs> online. Sorry, I saw this video online. This group of friends are going up in a gondola, and so, it's one of them just ripped it. I mean, you're in a gondola. You can't open your doors. Like, you know, you're in a gondola going up to a ski, ski lift or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Adding all those elements together, of course, you're going to be getting freaked out. It's part of it. So there's a bit of like trivia on here, but I tried to look this up and I could not confirm this. But it says in the comic books the hero's name is uh, Eben Olman, which was changed to Eben Olson. So basically, Josh Hartnett's character's last name was twisted for the mm. film as it was the real sheriff of Barrow's name. Oh, okay. I'm, I looked it up. I couldn't find anything yeah. that like said that, that, that any sheriff of Barrow's name was that i've like i've like been looking online like i don't see anything to state that and is that like just like one of those weird hollow hollywood uh myths or stories yeah yeah there's myths hmm I know the vampires don't have any names until like after the film you find out they had names. Well, yeah, they all had a name, but yeah, it's not to the to the to yeah, the credits when you actually credit. see like that that they actually you. But the way they designed them, like I know I mentioned the fangs, but another nice little touch, by the way, that another nice touch with the blood on the snow is the blood on the vampires themselves, like that mouth area, and it's not wiped off, and they still walk around with it. Oh yeah, it's so like the a, dried yeah the dried blood yeah yeah the dried blood. Somebody's got to do something.
good little story through line too. I guess they're separated because I guess the big argument was over kids. Like yeah. she wanted kids, he, he didn't, and and he tore a through line of that, like them coming closer to when this whole freaking chaos. Which I mean, to me, that leads into, and I'd say you didn't like it, but I or you seem like you didn't like it. The sequel to this, that that concept that like she's now scarred, like you know, about this, and she carries this with her, and then the like the survivor's guilt that happens during the second one, just like it's really cool. I think my issue was the ending of it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but like I said, this the just the story of it, just kind of. Here's the thing, in the second one, spoilers have been out forever. But like it's it's basically her character because what happens with Josh Hartnett's Well, character. yeah, because all she's the only one that survives too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. So she's like going around to I guess universities and saying, Hey, I'm the lost survivor of this. I think she wrote a book or something, but she was like you said, she was still traumatized of what happened. So the whole thing in the film leads up and they, they she I think she goes back to the ship, if I'm not mistaken, and like to see the origins and she finds like there's this girl who is like the leader and uh, she kills that uses her blood to bring back josh hartnett's character at the end he comes back and he's a vampire so and try and basically bites her that's how the film ends i was like really uh. and a third one i've never seen i might watch that after like i said yeah i did not realize there, apparently there were two prequels to this because you have, because that's, I think that's why I got was I was getting confused about the release dates on these since I'd never even heard of it. Um, yeah, in two thousand seven, you had the prequel, Blood Trail, which was a American seven part horror miniseries that was on, like I said, Fearnet. dot mm-hmm. com, and then another sequel, called Dust to Dust. That was 2008, and now it's a six-part horror miniseries, also still on the fearnet.com. Mm. So and that one is technically stuff. placed chronologically before Dark Days. Hmm. Okay, so no, sorry, sorry. I got that confused. I said it that wrong way. Blood Trails was the prequel. Dust to Dust is a sequel that takes place before Dark Days, the second one. Wow, they jump fucking around on their fucking movies, don't they? <laughs> Holy crap. There's no continuity going on. <laughs> well, there's continuity, but you better know it before you watch these. So basically, you got to watch, if you want to go chronologically, you should watch Blood Trails, then this, then Dust to Dust, then Dark Days. So, yeah, I'll have to see if I can find those. Again, it's they look like they're miniseries, so a little bit longer than a movie. But yeah, I'd, I wanna, I'd be interested to like see like the, the prequel and then the sequel to the prequel or the prequel to the sequel nice my vessel has a vessel creepy little girls man nope we're good nope that was that that's it's a satan child back there we don't want to jesus she was more terrifying than the guy Mm mm-hmm because you got, you could understand what the fuck she was saying. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> and, and it was coming from a little girl. Like, ooh, come on, uh-huh. dude! You, you know, you know horror movies. You 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 enter enter child into it. That adds a whole Over. new creep level. All right. Yeah, it's especially creepy little girls. Okay. Actually, you know uh, what? I mean, think, think, yeah, boys too. Boys too. Because yeah. I just I was I mean, think about that fucking omen. Yeah, I just thought of the good son too with Macaulay oh, Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, so anytime there's kids that are like evil, yeah, it's oh shit, the guy from Children of the Corn was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, was the, 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 there was a there was a lot of children there. Oh, she buzzed through. Yeah, this one's wild. Puts Claudia to shame. Little fucking fair chi- feral child. Do you notice her fucking tattoo on her arm? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a stick figure. Extra creep level. Oh, hello. Ooh. Tell you what, they cast his brother really good. Like, that looks like like they could be related. Stop talking to your horse. Sorry. I'm putting it down. That was the scariest vampire in the whole film. Even worse than Danny Houston. Creepy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly think, like, other than the Omen, and um, well, shit. Even, even if you go, you go to a fucking um, The Exorcist too. I mean. A child there, but I but I think I think like the the, the mark of a good creepy one is or the twin girls and uh the shining. Oh yeah, the shining. That's just yeah. Yeah, that's that's that was like really the first time. Well, no, like I said, that's why I think like the omen. I think the omen and uh Exorcist came out before the shining. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any creepy children and yeah. mm. in, in like early horror. I mean, there, hey. there may be like in like the the forties. Do we have a month open for next year? I have to look at the list. No, I no. We, we, yeah, we, we, uh, yeah. Well, one of the sidebars. Yeah, I know. I know. Again, also, like, like I like I told you, we got three movies a month, but we also got like a little extra extras. The, the you said WTF moment, a WTF thing yeah. that we could do. I like that. The reason we change it, it's a WTF. Well, we, we just add. I mean, we also just we can just add an extra one if we want. Nice. Nice little reference there. Yeah, it was very well done. Well done, sir. See, again, this is one of those moments where I like I scratch my head about movies that they call flops. Like I literally, I I want to understand this. Budget thirty million. Uh, box office seventy five point five million. All right, made more than double. Right. And we were just we were talking last last week we were talking about Cabin in the Woods. I think it cost thirty million. I think it made like sixty million. Didn't get a sequel. Um, we they talk about and again I, I was looking so looking forward to to this series of movies, but the 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 uh, the, 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 mo- the monster movies. You know, they were with oh the monster universe. And yeah. they and everybody's like, oh, that was such a fucking bomb. It made double its like income. I I. I just like I can't wrap my brain around what Hollywood thinks of as a bomb, like because maybe they they projected they were going to make this much money and they didn't. I would think that's it right there. Like the projections were higher than when it came so, in. So you were so you, you were so at- you were wrong. The movie isn't a bomb. You were wrong as a movie executive. You know, thinking you were going to make more. 
it doesn't bomb. You may double your money. And like I said, and I see I see movies all over the place that don't even double their money, but still get like three sequels. Yeah, it's just like it just it's 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 mind boggling how that like their thought process is. Well, look at Man of Steel. Man of Steel made money, but they didn't want to make a sequel for some reason. Well, I think after that, I think they were trying to get the ball rolling to get everybody else involved, like to get a Batman to get you know. To get more, and then they, I think they were eventually going to do it. I, me personally, I'm a Superman fan. I would, I'd love to see more, but I also want to see that universe grow. And of course, you know, we're, we know where we're at with that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to have more Superman and negate somebody else having a chance to do a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's to, to me. I'm just like, eh, I'd rather somebody else come in and, and help build the world up. But they drugged their feet, got scared, and yeah, that was really. It brings us back to those Hollywood execs. What exactly are they looking for? The movie made money. Yeah. Made it like puts production bus stuff back. So you made, you're not in the red. So what, what's the idea that you thought you were going to make a billion and you only made 800 million? And yeah. like, it's still a loss. It's, and the movie was 30 million to make. So you, you know, you made, yeah. you made, fi- you, made you made 50 million. <laughs> so how's that, how's that a loss? Yeah. It's not like the movie was 110 million and you made only 70. Yeah, then, then, I, then, then I get it. Completely get that. Even even like 30, 30 you know, if, like if you made like you know, if it's a, like if it's a, if it's a hundred million dollar movie and you made you know maybe only a hundred and thirty, mm. I can get that. That's yeah, you know, yeah. You no, know, if at least I understand the ones when you just break even, those I get. But you yes. know, when you're like yeah. doubling your money that you put in, to me, I'm like that's 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 a win. The yes. ones that like break even sometimes get sequels though. Sometimes. Yeah, once yeah, that and if I, you th- have but, a, like, I but I think that's really from like the, the theater or the the movie company already owns those rights and that's like a that's a that's not a loss to them. Yeah, they're like, Yeah, we'll we'll do another one. But yeah, no, like I said, it just all it's always like boggled my mind. I'm like, you know, like like I said, uh, the mummy is one of my big ones. I'm like I was like, Why? What what happened there? Maybe maybe people didn't like Tom Cruise in that kind of role. Maybe I, I, that's what the most bitching maybe. I heard. Yeah, that's the biggest the complaint that I've heard is is Tom Cruise. It's like yeah. that movie would be good if Tom Cruise wasn't in it because once he's in it, it's a Tom Cruise movie. And yeah. like I can okay, that kind of makes sense. But you know, you just you had the world there. It was it was built. It was I, I wanted to see more, and then you just said, yeah, now we're done. Just so strange. Like if you look at the MCU's beginning, they they weren't gangbusters at the beginning. They took some losses, mm-hmm. but they kept plowing ahead. They had a plan. Oh, don't kill the hot vampire. I like the way she was dressed, a little homage to like the Bride of Frankenstein with like the white uh, dress she has on. I'm not sure if that was intentional. I like it when the vampires get hurt when they scream. They scream like a human. So that human side is still inside of them. They're still the savage beast. But when you hurt them, they kind of revert back to that human side. Kind of say, yeah. hey, you know what? As a vampire, I'm all strong. But if you hurt me. No, this is how you shoot at night. Yes, I know it's a set, Mike, but I'm just saying, like, the way it's shot at night, I can actually see the action that's going on, unlike a certain Game of Thrones show where I had one episode where I really couldn't see nothing. But again, this wasn't shot at night, though. 
I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But it looks like it was. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it's done really well. Like you, you were just talking about, like the Tom Cruise, you know, him being the mummy. That's what. That's my fear right now for a, a new announcement that was made, and uh, it seems like it's uh, being more and more confirmed. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen as uh, Mephisto, I'm worried that because of his his career mm. in his past movies, how that's going to be taken. And the same thing I, as as uh, as well as uh, Tom for um, uh, for Mister Fantastic, I was like, oh, yeah. I think he can get away with a little bit more. Obviously, he can Maybe. do a good, he can do a good American accent, and but again, I think the problem is is he's gonna. I know you and I were gonna see Lucifer. Mm. We we're gonna want to see him get snarky, and I, I just you know I just don't think it's gonna happen. I would rather have somebody you don't know mm-hmm. at this point. I, I like, I like, I think Tom. If you if you put him to the challenge, maybe. But yeah, but again, like I said with Sa- Sasha, I was like, I mean, I want, I'd love to see Mephisto finally. I mean, it's been teased enough. All the fanboys have gotten you know bitter and angry about it, and bring him out now. Now is the time to do it. And like I said, I, and Sasha looks great. Like I, I, I can see him when he's cleaned up and you know his like what he normally looks like. You know, it's just. A regular Dude, guy on, and not in, not in character. He has the face for it. Just think of him when he was like the bad guy in the Ballad of Ricky Bobby when he was like that English Formula One driver. Yeah, yeah. He could do that, but a little bit more serious. Yeah, he could do like a Mephisto. I could see it. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. B. What was that? Andy Richter was his husband. That was a scary. Yeah, that was great. Oh. My husband and I, we raised German Shepherds or something. I don't know. Watch Talladega Nights. I watched the Highlander. It was shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it is kind of cool because I was checking out um, uh, pictures of Barrow. A lot of these buildings, like they copy some of these buildings from the town. It's a lot bigger than what it is here. But um, but yeah, like some of the building designs and the structures look extremely similar. Oh, they look great. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying that they look just like the ones in Barrow. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, like like with this building, he just cr- again. I I, I'm st- I know you're they're telling me it was shot in a studio, but it just looks yeah. like it wasn't. But it's it's kind of cool that they like even though it was they like built these some of these buildings to look like Barrow. This guy's the creepiest of all the vampires. He's bald. He's got a lot of teeth, blood everywhere. Eh? Yeah. Those are some of my favorite scenes when they do something like that, where they have this explosion, but you don't hear the sound, but you're seeing like the impact first. He survived, obviously. Now, what I like about him is the vampire they kill as a pack. I mean, they still got their one-day notions and stuff. Hey, how the fuck did he survive? 
Yeah, that's what I wanted. He literally had a stack of dynamite blow up underneath his nuts. Stepped on him. Like he was. I said for this movie, man, they have some greats, but like the, the scene beforehand when he was driving in his bulldozer and he mm. fucking shot one of the vampires and it fell on the fucking saw in the front. I mean, it's like some really interesting and cool deaths that they have on here. Apparently, they have six novels based on the franchise. So, they have one. One of them is the novelization of this, and then they have five others mm-hmm. that they uh, continued. Oh, oh, well, okay, that's who did them. All right, I knew that name looked familiar. He's uh he's done um it's Star Wars uh Dawn of the Jedi uh which is a uh, it's an inner novel I I I was reading for a while. He's done a lot of like like movie or TV tie-in novels. Like he did a Hellboy novels. Did a uh, Alien trilogy novels. Did the Firefly uh, Generations, which was actually uh, actually came out a couple of years ago, which is supposed to be a pretty good one. Is he a vampire now? I think he did. I think he starts turning. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, am I saying things? Well, he's always been a little extra TC. But yeah, he's start yeah, I think it's starting to turn. <laughs> got got another tie in from the movie we did last week. The Cabin in the Woods. What's that? This author that did the novelization for this movie mm-hmm. did the novelization for that movie. Incredible. And back yeah, that's that. There's a lot Almost of connections. Very to, connected together. That's uh, kind of weird. And, and, and we. It wasn't not, done on purpose. Yeah, either. that was so not done on purpose. It was meant to happen. We were meant to meant to to, to do pumpkin head first, and then these two back and to back <laughs> for reasons. Oh, I guess he wants to die. Well, well, he was just having this conversation about his family. Yeah, you know that that he's basically ready to join them. You know, he's he's done his stuff and. Ooh. I mean, to have enough to hit you once, to hit yourself one time. He oh. got him on two shots. Yeah. Strengthen Josh.
you're exactly right. They could have done something like that like a, a month later. A month and two, four weeks. That would have been a nice little touch. Now, I think we do, we have had some time, because I think doesn't, doesn't Josh's, or maybe it's just the shadow from the window. It almost looks like he's got a beard. Yeah, he's starting to, and I don't remember him having a beard. I thought he was clean-shaven at the beginning. No, he had a little stubble. Did he? Okay. But not yeah, that much, though. That's Not that much. No, that's kind of like. So, yeah, because I don't think we've gotten a hint of time, have we yet? It said one month later on there. Oh, okay. So we're at the end of. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We are at the end or of the month. Or 27 days. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a month your beard should be a little bit more than that. Come on. Even mine grows a little bit more than that. And I'm a slow grower. Yeah, I'm slower and it grows a little bit more than like that. Look at this guy. That's a month worth for him. Oh, what happened here? This is where it gets, uh, like I said, I mean, this. Yeah, you talked about the old man and, and like the cabin fever and, and his thoughts and his being in his head. Mm. He killed his family, so they didn't die like the others. It's funny. You didn't have to show anything. Just look at Josh's face. Yeah. And look at his, look at his face, too. You see him. Now he's horrified. Isolation. The kids turning. He's going insane. He's already dead. Just dead inside. You know what? I agree. Because look at Manu Bennett. A month, and he's got like a Jesus beard. Well, and he John was he was already had... bearded up to begin with. Yeah, but not that long. Like he had a, like the um, the form going on, but he grew out like thick during that twenty seven days. That key, it's that kiwi blood in him, man. I guess. <laughs> hey, look, it's the thing. Was not the cover of like the thing DVD or VHS is like the uh, the hooded figure in the parka. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Another fucking kid. God damn it. Yeah. Dang, man. The last two weeks, there's been synergy with kids. <laughs> Fucking Manson. 
Oh my god, this looks like. Oh, I thought it was Marilyn Manson when I first saw it. Oh, cow! It does look like <laughs> Marilyn Manson. We've got Dave Matthews and Marilyn Manson in this film. Must be doing a warp tour over there or something. Yes. Like I know Mar Marilyn's done some some movies, and some series too. He was on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I think uh, his very first movie he was in, I think, it was Jawbreakers. Might be correct where he he put. It was back when him and uh, Rose McGowan were, were, I think, where they were dating, and he plays this, like, what in the movie they she starts telling about you know what what, what they did to get rid of the body and how they did it. That she went to this fucking sleazy bar and met this dude, and I mean, he's like him, like in this fucking like like silk fucking like popped like butterfly collar fucking shirt i mean just like it was like dirty and just now i was like man he's just fucking nasty <laughs> like he just looks greasy just looking at him I, I think he had his hair slicked back i even think he had like a weird mustache or something and uh, i think i remember that was like his first like acting i had seen i mean obviously other than his stage show which i've never seen i heard it's really good it, it was good back in the day yeah but what about now <laughs> I don't know. Again, it's one of those things I think you and I talked about before. Was you know the, the artist and their, uh, and their product. You know, how to separate them and uh, some, some of the things that, that I've heard that's gone on with him are kind of like a, that he's alleged to do. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I still I still enjoy like the early, early stuff. So, lunchbox, mechanical ana mechanical yeah, animals, yeah, family portrait, yeah, all those, yeah, family still, portrait. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, and A Christ. Yeah, was, all those are really great. I think I've seen, I saw saw them on Family Portrait, Mechanical Animals, and... Mechanical Animals was Antichrist. the album that really got me into them. That's, that's, that's the album. I was like, oh, shit, because before I was like, eh, I didn't like that. Like, Beautiful People, okay. But when he did uh, with All Stars Now in the Dope Show, when it went a little slower, I was like, hmm, I kind of dig it. Yeah, but now I saw I saw them on three of those tours. But you got to realize, I mean, they started here from Miami. They were down in South Florida, so I called them here at the edge. I never saw them at the edge. Heard they were going, but I never went because I didn't know who the hell they were. I was like, who the hell's Marion Manson? Well, back in the day, they were, that was uh, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids is what they went by originally. Okay. Another guy blessed with great guitar players. Yeah, I heard what John Five is going to be playing with a crew now. Did you? Is he? Yeah. No. I guess. Well, Mick Mars is. Um, health is really getting to him. So. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's had that issue. I guess where like he had hip surgery and oh, no, his back was basically fusing back. up on him. Yeah, no, he's had a lot of a lot of surgery. I mean, it's even from the beginning. It hits why he was never one of those running Ooh. around guitar players back in the eighties when that was the big thing to do. Yeah, he kind of hovered in one bit. place. Yeah, but yeah, it's getting pretty bad. I mean, he's like literally like almost to the point where he's hunched over. I mean, but shit. I mean, the last 
two tours, I mean, listening to him was just, I'm like, it was just like amazing. Like, damn, he's still got he's it. He still got it. Like, like his fingers <laughs> and dexterity are still there. Yeah. It's just, you know, sadly that he just can't do the physicality. Yeah, but, yeah, but now John Five's going to be uh, filling in for him for the rest of their, their, I guess, their book tour. I mean, I imagine if they still make albums, which I don't know what their status is, they break up, get back together, break no, up, need, and like yeah, they have they so many side projects. Stop. No, they need to fucking. I mean, th- I mean, I was gonna say, do you really care? I mean, I don't. I think they're like a novelty act now, so they should. They're stop. horrible. They're, they're they're ruining themselves. They they should have that that uh, farewell tour they did a few years back. That should have uh, been it. The Just, Carnival and, Terror. Yeah, that's what that should have been the ending. Been, yeah, because now now you listen to fucking Vince. He's horrible. And the way Vince looks, it's just yeah. It's like when it's time for the band to go, it's time for the band. Like in my opinion, the Pesh Mode's coming out with a new album next year. Andy died. I think it should be their last album. Like you know, finish one last tour, one last album. Come back later, maybe in five years, and do a greatest hits tour, and there you go. But Ooh. oh man. You might as well just throw him in the end the machine, dude. Fucking tear! Oh, oh, he's turning. Yep. No. Oh. Oof. Very, very thing-like cool. special effects there, man. So I'm telling you, man. I don't know. I doesn't see. I don't see anything that, that who did the special effects yeah. on this. This is just like really good. Scream. Freaking frightening.
Not on my you, but this makes them a little bit scarier. They're just walking around now, slow. See, they're not dumb. They cut the electricity off first. Now they're going to put oil in the town. They're going to burn it alive. They're savages, but they're not dumb. Well, now they're just covering their tracks. I figure if these people are still going to hide out there, we'll burn them out. But when the 30, 30 days are up, they'll come, you know, people start coming back and seeing this, the towns, you know, burnt to the ground. And the bodies are burnt with them. Mm. And on to the next town. Yeah. Like I said, they're savages, but they're not dumb. Again, fa fairly slimmer plot to the thing, almost, where, like, hey, we have to burn it here, because if it gets to, like, another town, it's going to be even worse. Like a big city. It's any horror movie. I mean, I you got to stop the creature. It's going to go to another town. Awesome shot. Awesome shot. Come on out. Now, what I want to know, did I miss something? Like, I thought the... Uh, Disease was transferred only through a bite. It's the blood. Okay. See, I, I, I always like, hmm. It's always been blood. The vampires, vampirism has always been via blood. I thought it was the bite that, okay. Well, huh? Forget about it. It's the blood. Werewolf is the bite. Become one.
started already. I like that little subtle change in the eyes. Too late. And Gilish lost his brother. And I'm afraid to say, ladies, I think he could take you guys. He's already got the teeth. What's that old saying? To beat a monster, become a monster. Or, if you can't beat him, join him. Join him. Go for the head of the snake, man. It's a good fight, too. Get your little quick shots, slows, and the fire in the background is just dope. Yeah, leave, man. Get the hell out of there. I think he's trying to do. Freaking nails, man. Ugh. Danny Houston gonna kick your ass.
freaking broke his arm. There's Marilyn and Blondie. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Woof. That's when you run away. Even though they have the advantage, but um, they're like a boy's dead. Let's get out of here. Yay, look at the sun is coming back. trying to save people. One last sunrise. It's been done before. Yeah, but this is shit that they didn't like thousands of movies have done this before. Not like this though. This is different. <laughs> well, this is heartbreaking, but yeah. I mean, the the one I can think of off the top of my head is Blade Two, where the one girl dies when the sun's coming up. That's the only other one I can think of. I mean, to be honest, I thought there would be more. I have to look that up after I watch the uh, third one. I've never seen. Oh. Music too. Man, his score is really good. Oh, okay. I thought he like turned into dust, so he's just into like ashy. He's just yeah, he's just a little ashy. He's a little ashy. He can make it. Just needs a little aloe vera. He can clean himself up good. <laughs> we end the way we began. Desolate. But no, the music. Do that. The not, music. not the music playing now, but there were between the. His death and this, you heard this, like this little like heartbeat right, kind of thing. And this right now, the any that's just, just desolate, like that sound like that. Anyway, we're gushing about it. So that's the end of 30 Days a Night. I got to say, I haven't seen this film in a, in a little bit, and I knew it was good, but it's really good. 
even like a fourth or fifth watch. Mike, I know you love this film. Oh, yeah, this is one of my normal that I watch you know, once a year, and that's why I was waiting for us to do it so I could check it off my list. Indeed. I'll have to check the third one out. And um, uh, Third and fourth one. Don't forget, there is prequels and examples. So uh-huh. you got you to gotta pick out well, which I've one. I've seen the... Yeah, I gotta watch these. Well, now you, now you saw you saw the sequel, but there's a a prequel. Sequel, and there's a sequel. There's a prequel to the sequel, and then there's a prequel to this movie. So there, there are two prequels. Maybe I should here. just watch the prequel then the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's I don't know. It's, it's confusing <laughs> all the way they have it's it set little, up. So. Yeah, the way you were setting it up. And... But all right, guys, make sure you guys do check us out on Facebook. Uh, like we said, we're uh, a few a few weeks left for our Halloween, so. Make sure you guys do check out those. Um, but next year, we are doing nothing but horror movies, so make sure you guys do check that out. If you have any ideas of something you want us to listen to, watch, or, you know, whatever, review, just let us know because we got a whole year to fill up. That is true. And check out the Facebook, but iTunes, and Stitcher. We're still on there on uh, Spotify. And as always, from Mike to me to you, bam, we'll see you soon. Good night, guys. <laughs>